31st Lesson A Life of Prayer Always rejoice. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Our Lord told the parable of the widow and the unjust judge to teach us that men ought to pray always and not faint. Luke 18, 1-8 as the widow persevered in seeking one definite thing, the unjust judge chose to answer her. The parable appears to have reference to persevering prayer when God delays or appears to refuse. The words in the epistles, constant in prayer, Romans 12, 12, persevere in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, Colossians 4, 2, and Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, Ephesians 6.18, appear to refer to the whole life being one of prayer. As the soul is filled with the longing for the manifestation of God's glory to us, in us, through us, and around us, and with the confidence that He hears the prayers of His children, the inmost life of the soul is continually rising in dependence, faith, longing desire, and trustful expectation. At the close of our meditations, it will not be difficult to say what is needed to live such a life of prayer. The first thing is undoubtedly the entire submission of the life to God and His glory. He who seeks to pray without ceasing because he wants to be pious and good will never attain to it. It is the forgetting of self and yielding ourselves to live for God and His honor that enlarges the heart, that teaches us to regard everything in the light of God and His will and that instinctively recognizes that the need for God's help and blessing in everything around us is an opportunity for His being glorified. Everything is weighed and tested by the one thing that fills the heart, the glory of God, and the soul has learned that only what is of God can really be to Him and His glory. Therefore, the whole life becomes a cry from the inmost heart for God to prove His power and love and show forth His glory. The believer awakens to the consciousness that he is like one of the watchmen on Zion's walls, one of the Lord's remembrances, whose call touches and moves the King in heaven to do what would otherwise not be done. He understands how real Paul's exhortation was to pray, always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, for all the saints and for me, and praying also together for us. To forget oneself, and to live for God and His kingdom among men is the way to learn to pray without ceasing. This life devoted to God must be accompanied by the deep confidence that our prayer is effectual. We have seen how our blessed Lord insisted upon nothing as much as faith in the Father as a God who most certainly does what we ask. Ask and ye shall receive. Be assured an answer is with Him. It is the beginning and the end of his teaching. Compare Matthew 7, 8 and John 16, 24. As this assurance masters us and becomes a settled thing that God does what we ask, we dare not neglect the use of this wonderful power. The soul turns wholly to God and our life becomes prayer. The Lord needs and takes time because we and those around us are the creatures of time under the law of growth. Knowing that not one single prayer of faith can possibly be lost, 
and that there is sometimes a need for the storing and accumulating of prayer, persevering prayer becomes an irresistible, quiet, persistent living of our life of desire and faith in the presence of our God. Oh, do not let us limit and weaken such free and sure promises of the living God by robbing them of their power and ourselves of the wonderful confidence they are meant to inspire. Not in God, not in His secret will, not in the limitations of His promises, but in us, in ourselves, is the hindrance. We might not be what we should be to obtain the promise. Let's open our hearts to God's words of promise in all their simplicity and truth. They will search us and humble us. They will lift us up and make us glad and strong. And to the faith that knows it gets what it asks, prayer is not a work or a burden, but a joy and a triumph. It becomes a necessity and a second nature. The union of strong desire and firm confidence is nothing but the life of the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us, hides Himself in the depths of our being, and stirs the desire after the unseen and the divine one, after God Himself, now in groanings that cannot be uttered, then in clear and conscious assurance, now in special distinct petitions for the deeper revelation of Christ, then in pleadings for a soul, a work, the church, or the world. It is always only the Holy Spirit who draws the heart to thirst for God, to long for Him to be made known and glorified. When the child of God really lives and walks in the Spirit, he is not content to remain carnal, but seeks to be spiritual as a fit organ for the Spirit to reveal Christ. The eternal interceding life of the Blessed Son will reveal and repeat itself in our experience. Because it is the Spirit of Christ who prays in us, our prayer must be heard. Because we pray in the Spirit, there is need of time, patience, and continual renewing of the prayer, until every obstacle is conquered and the harmony between God's Spirit and ours is perfect. But the chief thing we need for such a life of unceasing prayer is to know that Jesus teaches us to pray. We have begun to understand a little of what His teaching is. He teaches not the communication of new thoughts or views, not the discovery of failure or error, not the stirring up of desire and faith, but the including of us in the fellowship of His own prayer life before the Father. The sight of the praying Jesus was what made the disciples ask to be taught to pray. The faith of the ever-praying Jesus, who alone has the power to pray, teaches us to pray. We know why. He who prays is our head and our life. All He has is ours and is given to us when we give ourselves all to Him. By His blood He leads us into the immediate presence of God. The inner sanctuary is our home where we dwell. And he that lives near God and knows that he has been brought near to bless those who are far away cannot but pray. Christ makes us partakers with Himself in His prayer power and prayer life. We understand then that our true aim must not be to work much and have prayer enough to keep the work right, but to pray much and then to work enough for the power and blessing obtained in prayer to find its way through us to men. Christ lives forever to pray. He saves and reigns. He communicates His prayer life to us. He maintains it in us if we trust Him. 
He is a guarantee for our praying without ceasing. Yes, Christ teaches us to pray by showing how He does it, by doing it in us, and by leading us to do it in Him and like Him. Christ is the life and the strength for a never-ceasing prayer life. It is the sight of this, the sight of the praying Christ as our life, that enables us to pray without ceasing. Because His priesthood is the power of an endless life, that resurrection life that never fades and never fails, and because His life is our life, praying without ceasing can become nothing less than the joy of heaven to us. So the Apostle said, Always rejoice, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Supported by never-ceasing joy and the never-ceasing praise, never-ceasing prayer is the manifestation of the power of the eternal life where Jesus always prays. The union between the vine and the branch is indeed a prayer union. The highest conformity to Christ and the most blessed participation in the glory of His heavenly life is that we take part in His work of intercession. Together with Him, we live forever to pray. In the experience of our union with Him, praying without ceasing becomes a possibility, a reality, and the holiest and most blessed part of our holy and blessed fellowship with God. We have our dwelling within the veil, in the presence of the Father. What the Father says, we do. What the Son says, the Father does. Praying without ceasing is the earthly manifestation of heaven come down to us the foretaste of the life where they rest not day or night in the song of worship and adoration. O my Father, I praise You with my whole heart for this wondrous life of never-ceasing prayer, never-ceasing fellowship, never-ceasing answers, and never-ceasing experience of my oneness with Him who forever lives to pray. O my God, keep me dwelling and walking in the presence of Your glory, so that prayer may be the spontaneous expression of my life with you. Blessed Saviour, I praise you with my whole heart that you came from heaven to share with me in my needs and cries that I might share with you in your all-prevailing intercession. And I thank you that you have taken me into the school of prayer to teach the blessedness and the power of a life that is in prayer, and most of all, that you have taken me into the fellowship of your life of intercession, and through me your blessings may be given to those around me. Holy Spirit, with deep reverence I thank You for Your work in me. It is through You that I share in the communication between the Son and the Father, and enter into the fellowship of the life and love of the Holy Trinity. Spirit of God, perfect Your work in me. Bring me into perfect union with Christ my intercessor. Let Your unceasing indwelling make my life one of unceasing intercession and let my life become one that is always to the glory of the Father and to the blessing of those around me. Amen.